and welcome back to another episode of SEO Your Way to Success by me, Phoebe, at The Plan Success. This is your beginner's SEO podcast, perfect for any small business owners or one-person marketing teams out there who want to learn a lot about SEO but have no idea where to start and, quite frankly, can do with all can do without all the mumbo-jumbo and conflicting information we see online. Um, I only like to give the truth about SEO and try and keep it as simple as possible because I really do believe that SEO doesn't need to be complicated. Sure, technical SEO can get very complex. Um, there can be some very difficult facets to it. However, for most small business websites, it doesn't need to be complex, especially if you've built your website on a platform like WordPress, Wix, Shopify, whatever, um, then your SEO can be kept fairly simple, which is what we focus on in this podcast, Beginner's SEO Podcast. I'm all about trying to get your business ranking on Google so that you can, A, either stop having to create so much damn social media content, or B, you can reduce your ad spend as well, because I just, you know, so many small businesses get crippled by either having to spend so much time on content creation or throwing, you know, thousands of pounds or hundreds of pounds each month on Google ads or social media paid ads. And then the problem with that is that as soon as you click off or as soon as you stop creating so much content, you just lose all reach and all your traffic dries up or your sales dry up or your leads dry up, which is why kind of, even though I don't think SEO is the most sexy channel, um, I do think it has the most longevity in it. And what I love about it is the fact that it compounds. So once you've got strong SEO foundations there, you can then kind of go into maintenance mode um, and you'll still see the effects of your SEO grow and grow and grow as opposed to social media or paid ads, say, which is when you kind of go into maintenance mode there, what will happen is it'll tail off. But with SEO, it does the opposite. It will just keep growing. And it's so nice to see when you kind of get leads in. Like, for instance, a form of SEO is podcasting, right? Because when I'm doing these podcasts, when I'm writing the episode titles, when I wrote my episode name, my podcast name, you know, SEO for beginners, that was, I was thinking about SEO there. Um, and what I'm now seeing with this podcast is that it's growing and growing and growing because I'm being consistent just once every two weeks. And it's the same when I created my small business website, I've created page specifically, I've done all the SEO foundations there. And now I'm in maintenance mode and it's growing. I don't need to worry about it. I'm not having to spend so many hours on it like I do with content creation, like on Instagram, because I'm still doing Instagram. And honestly, I find it so tiring, so much hard work. It is not my favorite. (laughs) I will say that now. Social media, I freaking hate it. Um, But this podcast and my website, I am seeing them grow and I'm not having to do nearly half as much work. It's so rewarding when I get emails in being like, hey, I came across your website online. Um, or, you know, I've listened to your podcast and I'm like, yeah, that's down to my SEO. Well done me. Um, so I want that to happen for you as well. I want your small businesses to grow without having to be stretched for time or just going crazy over social media. SEO is so good for that. So anyway, (laughs) after that sort of tangent on why I love SEO, even though I do think the topic is quite boring in general, um, but I do think SEO is crucial for so many small businesses out there. Um, This episode is going to be about quick SEO hacks or basically kind of the core SEO steps, your core SEO hacks, the things you need to focus on if you want your SEO to grow 
And then also what I'll talk about is just the, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Um, also, the shit things that you just shouldn't bother with in SEO. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot out there. Um, basically, like search engine optimization, or SEO for short, um, like social media, no one actually knows how it works, right? You know, you'll get all these Instagram influencers or TikTok influencers, TikTok, you know, gurus or experts that say they know exactly how the Instagram algorithm works. They'll post like, oh, you know, the Instagram uh, algorithm has just been updated and this is what you need to know. But it's like, at the end of the day, they're just guessing. All they've done is read the Instagram press post about it being like what Instagram has said about their recent changes. And they've decided to remarket that as like gospel from them. They know exactly the secrets and everything. And you'll see that with SEO experts as well. And I just think I just read all these things and I'm just like, but you're just lying. (laughs) You've got no idea either. No one has. All you can really do is two things, right? You can read the Google guidelines. um, And I think the problem is people get overwhelmed by them. Um, So they then turn to SEO experts, quote unquote experts, um, because they can deliver it in an easier way. But these experts don't really know what they're talking about. So you've either, so A, the only way to know what's happening on SEO is read the Google guidelines and B, experience of what works and what doesn't. Um, And that's where you you can come to me. A, I'm very honest, um, probably to a fault, hence why I probably shouldn't always say that I find SEO boring. But what can I say? I fell into it. Apparently, I'm good at it. You know, <laughs> I've helped lots of businesses rank. There's big businesses, small businesses, everything in between rank on Google. Um, so I'm good at it. And then I've got a lot of experience now. So I know what works and what doesn't. So that's what we're going to focus on today. The things that work and the things that don't work and you don't need to waste your time on. So after that short six-minute introduction, <laughs> honestly, I swear like one day, If I could, I'd love to have a podcast producer who could A, plan these episodes for me and B, would just, you know, keep me on track so I don't go off on these tangents. But I've got my notes in front of me, so let's try and keep on track. Um, So I've got five core SEO hacks. Number one, and I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by this so they don't do it properly, keyword research. And you'll be like, come on, that's so simple. But like I said, a lot of people just don't know how to do it. So they just don't bother doing it. They just sort of pick random keywords out of the air. Like it will be, I don't know, if they sell flowers, they're like, sure, flowers, that's my keyword. And, you know, have you tried typing in flowers into Google? You're not going to get a bunch of florists. What you'll get is a bunch of pictures of flowers on Google. Um, (laughs) You won't get, you know, you won't pop up if, if that's your main keyword, which is why it's so important to do your keyword research. Um, and it can be overwhelming, um, which is one of the reasons why I put together my course, which you can find at theplansuccess.com, um, because it teaches you how to do keyword research from a beginner's point of view, step by step. I can teach you exactly how to find the right keywords, which will get your business ranking. And most importantly as well, I'll teach you how to do it for free. Because yes, there are SEO software out there, but you've got to pay like hundreds of dollars for them a month. Um, which just isn't really sustainable. So if you can figure out how to do it for free using my method, then yeah, that's a lot better. But it is really crucial to do your keyword research, really crucial. You want to find the low competition words 
in your area if you're a local-based business. Um, and then you want to learn how to apply them properly on your website, which brings me on to stage two or step two or point two <laughs> of the core SEO hacks, your on-page SEO. Once you have your keywords right, you want to make sure you're using them in the correct way on your website, in your metadata, in your layout, um, and then also kind of internal linking as well, which we talk about as well in my course, actually, and um, these kind of three crucial parts of on-page SEO. But on-page SEO is really important. I think people don't pay enough time thinking about it because, again, they might get a bit overwhelmed with it. But on-page SEO is there because Google bots... You know, I don't, I'm not really sure if they're actually physical. No, I think they're just software, hey? <laughs> but this software, aka Googlebots, crawls every single web page on the internet. It reads every single page or reads the code of the page. Um, and then using that code, it then decides where to place your page, where and when to place it on Google search results. So if you kind of know how Googlebots work, and then you apply that to when you're writing your page copy, when you're designing your pages, you're already miles ahead of, you know, millions of small business owners out there who don't know these things. And we talk about this in my course as well, how to lay out your page for Google bots to understand it, but also site visitors to understand it as well. Because I see so many websites out there, so many clients that come to me and they're like, hey, no one's finding us. And then I go onto their web page and just, you know, manually, I, manually, I eyeball it and I don't even know what they're selling. I honestly can't figure it out. And I'm like, if I can't figure it out, then, you know, my grandma can't figure it out. Um, she's dead, but if she was alive, she wouldn't be able to figure it out. God, <laughs> that was morbid. Uh, rest in peace. No, she's been dead for like tens of years. It's like, um, but yeah, you really need to have a think about your on-page SEO from a user perspective as well. And bring that on, user perspective brings you perfectly onto point three of my core SEO hacks. Speed, okay? So let me explain it like this, right? Everyone's attention span in the world is just going to bleh, you know? No one's got attention spans anymore. Google knows this as well. And Google is all about trying to serve the best possible user experience to people, okay? So therefore... Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. They're looking for the fastest websites. And I read, I think it's like if your page doesn't load in three seconds or under, then people will just click off it. Like literally, they won't even ever visit your website. So Google's looking for the fastest websites. The fastest websites will get ranked higher. That's just sadly the truth of it, okay? So whatever you can do to speed up your website, i.e. with smaller images, um, faster code, um, the biggest one that will change your speed is your hosting company. So when I say hosting company, I mean like GoDaddy or Bluehost or SiteGround. Those are awesome big ones. Um, if you're on Wix or Squarespace or Shopify, 
Usually you pay for your hosting through that company. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's probably because you're with one of those platforms. Um, but if you run your, how to find out your site speed, go to pagespeed.dev, I think it is on Google. Type in like, you know, PageSpeed Google test and you'll get to the Google testing site and there you can see your page speed and it gives you a score. Very easy to understand if it's fast or slow. But if you're, you know, struggling on those page speed scores and you're on Wix, Squarespace or Shopify, um, then what you can do, just type, you know, write to their customer services. They might be able to offer you a plan, might be a little bit more expensive, but it'd be worth it for your SEO, honestly, really worth it to speed it up. Or maybe you can go in and kind of, you know, optimize your images or ask them, how can you make your, your website faster? But your website speed is super important for SEO, okay? So just to summarize the first three points, you want to nail your keyword research. You want to nail your on-page SEO, aka the sort of the website design, your content, how you're using your keywords in your content. And three, your site speed. And then scrolling down to my notes. Point four, blogging. Okay. And you're probably rolling your eyes when I say blogging because you're probably thinking, Phoebe, no one reads blogs anymore. That's not true. I actually do. I actually read one this morning, um, but I, I'm just a massive bookworm. Anyway, I love reading so much. Um, but I, okay, I do know, for instance, yeah, my boyfriend, he doesn't read. He's not a big reader. He doesn't really read blogs. He gets all his information either from my social media or YouTube. Um, but that's not to say not everyone reads blogs. Just because some people don't, there's still billions of people in the world and they still read blogs, right? And so those blogs are helping raise your brand awareness. But more important than Google reading your blogs, I mean, more important than people reading your blogs is that Google reads your blogs. And when I explain this point to you, you're going to get it, okay? So say you've got two websites, right? Two florists, let's say again. And you've got one florist website with no blog posts. And then you've got another florist website with loads of useful, informative blog posts about flowers, how to care for flowers, how to do pretty flower arrangements, um, where to find the best florist, how to choose the right florist. They've got all these blog posts that is helping people. Okay, so you've got these two websites. Which website do you think Google is going to rank higher? The one with the useful information that helps people or the website with no useful information. It just says it's a florist website. End of. Who are you going to choose? Google's going to choose the one with blog posts. Um, so that's why even if you think blogging is dead, no, blogging is not dead. It is super important for your SEO. So blogging. And that leads me on to point number five. Be consistent with your blogging or even just updating your website if you haven't got around to the blogging stage yet because don't start blogging if you haven't done number one, your keyword research. There's no point, okay? Um, if Google still doesn't know where to place you with your keywords, there's no point having a blog. But if you're already on the blogging stage, then you want to be consistent. And I'm not telling you to write a blog post every week because I know it's really hard to find the time, which is why I've done episodes, actually. You might want to scroll back. I've done episodes on how to speed up your blogging, um, how to stay consistent as well as a small business owner. Um, so for instance, me with this podcast, I actually only do one a fortnight because that's all that works for me. I haven't got time to do one a week um, with my blogs online on my website. I think I've only actually got two up, but I've done really, really long ones. And I actually turn these podcasts into them, which is kind of my strategy for staying more consistent with that but again 
let's use that analogy of like comparing websites. If you've got a website which hasn't been touched in a year, because Google can see when it was last modified, right? They can see everything. Um, and then you've got so the one that hasn't been touched in a year. It's literally just gathering dust in a corner of the internet somewhere versus a website which is blogging once a month regularly with useful information. Which one do you think Google's going to choose? I paused there for you to answer. But yes, you're correct. Google is going to choose the one with the fresh content. And like I said, if you haven't started blogging yet, that's fine. But make sure you're regularly updating your landing pages, i.e. your service or your product pages, so that Google can see Google can see that your business is active. Um, so yeah, be consistent. Keep that fresh, up-to-date content going. Um, now, so that's my five things that you need to do. My quick SEO, well, maybe not quick, but my core SEO hacks, okay? The things that will get you ranking on Google. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the things that do not work. The bullshit SEO tactics that I see people still talking about, which honestly make me just want to like pull my hair out or pull their, pull their hair out. And the big one <laughs> is around link building. So link building is really important. Um, and if you don't know what link building is, so link building is basically when one website they have like a little sentence, maybe in a body of text. And in that sentence, they mention your business or your website and then they link via a clickable link to your website. That's a backlink, right? And the more backlinks that you have, and they have to be from related websites. Um, so if it's a florist, it has to be from say like a gardening website or it has to be from say a wedding website. Um, but if it's a related website and it links to your website, great. The more of those you have, think of them like popularity votes. Google is going to place you higher up. So that's why backlinks are so important, right? But the problem is, as soon as people figured out that backlinks were part of Google's algorithm, they then started being manipulated. And people were selling backlinks all over the place. They still are. There's these things called PBNs, which are essentially private networks um, of websites. People will build websites purely for the purpose of selling backlinks. Um, so you'll get services being like, hey, we can give you a backlink on a really high domain authority website, which will boost your SEO. But this website was created in the first place for selling backlinks. There's no there's no relevance. There's no trust, trust factor to this website. But people just don't understand that. So they buy the backlink and they hope that the website will go up. But because this method got so, you know, so abused that Google really cracked down on it. So now what you'll see is people literally throwing hundreds of pounds per link like literally people pay hundreds, even thousands of pounds sometimes per link um, and they just don't get any effect from it. They used to, say, a few, up until about a few years ago, you definitely did. But now more and more, what I'm seeing is if you buy a link, because I even last week I spoke to a potential new client who said they've been buying lots of links and they weren't seeing effect anymore. And I said, well, yeah, because Google knows that you're buying links. Google knows all these websites are spammy backlink farms, they're called, um, or link directories as well. But Google knows this. So you might see a little bump at the start, but then, you know, within a few weeks or a month or whatever, it will get neutralized. It won't harm your website per se, unless you're like being linked to from like a porn website or a gambling website or something, but it just won't do anything. So you're just literally throwing money away. So I just hate kind of paying for backlinks and you'll see SEO services. I've seen them on Instagram as well. Like people being like, hey, we're offering um, a backlink building service. And then I'm looking sort of through the service and I just know they're doing paying for backlinks. And it's really sad to see um, that's not how you get backlinks, okay? 
Um, so <laughs> moving on before I start shouting or crying about backlinks, um, the other thing which really annoys me is when people spend a lot of time worrying about the tiny things or websites, which yes, are important, but aren't going to move the needle. And these can be sort of um, alternative text on images or maybe having too many header tags on your page, just little things. But the way I see it is that if Google's smart enough to create a tool called Google Lens, which can look at a menu in a different language and translate it into your language via your camera, like Google can do that, then Google is smart enough to figure out the structure of your page um, and not stress too much if there's an image without an out tag. Like, come on. Um, so yeah, I see a lot of SEO gurus talking about the importance of these really small things which don't move the needle. Uh, and you'll get them kind of using that as a scaremongering tactic to get try and get them clients. They'll be like, oh, your SEO is so bad because, you know, 400 of your images are missing out tags. Yeah, I mean, you should fix them. But like, if you haven't got the foundations in place, then your out tags aren't going to, you know, change your ranking from 50 to number one. That's not how it works. You need to get those foundations. You need to focus on putting out the good content, making sure your keywords are strong, making sure your UX and your website design is solid, and then making sure your website is fast. That's what moves the needle. That's what creates a good website which serves its customers. And in the day, the best website you can create that serves your target audience is what's going to rank you higher on Google. Um, so kind of, oof, wow, I'm getting really fired up, hey? My final point is shit content on websites. Um, and by this, I mean, again, you'll see this a lot with SEO gurus. They'll be selling blog posts, a blog posting service. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll write you, you know, three blog posts a month or whatever like that. And then you go look at the blog posts and it's like a 500-word blog post about their employee of the month. How is that going to help them? Like, literally, imagine if you're a clothes shop, right? And, you know, before the internet, people used to use leaflets a lot. Um, so imagine if you're a clothes shop and you're handing out leaflets about the employee of the month. Do you think anyone's going to come into your shop because you've got a leaflet about employee of the month? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's the same with your blog posts. Your blog posts need to actually be useful. If you're a clothes shop, um, for instance, one of my clients at the moment is a lingerie brand. Um, so we're, you know, doing posts about the types of bras out there because that's useful. People are searching for like, hey, what's the, what's the best type of bra for this outfit? That's a useful post versus their employee of the month. Um, so your blog posts do need to be useful content that people are looking for, i.e. your target audience is looking for. That's so key. Okay, wow. I didn't know I could get so passionate about SEO. So to summarize, <laughs> um, number one, your keyword research is important. If you don't know where to start with that, don't get overwhelmed. Instead, head to www.theplansuccess.com and check out my course because I go over exactly how to do keyword research for free with a step-by-step. -step. It's got videos and everything so you can learn with me how to do SEO, how to do your keyword research. Um, the course also basically teaches you how to optimize your whole website um, so that you'll get found on, S on Google. It's really, really helpful for beginners and small business owners out there. Um, I don't, I'm not just saying that because I created it. Um, I'm saying that because I created it to really help people because, so my main business is 
SEO for sort of bigger companies, but I charge a lot of money. And small business owners, for good SEO, you need to charge. You need to pay a lot of money. Um, instead, your other option is I would always say, if you can't pay thousands of pounds a month for SEO, then you're so much better to DIY it than to pay just a few hundred pounds a month and get some shit SEO. Honestly, so much better to do it yourself than to only spend a few hundred pounds a month on it. It's, yeah. Always say DIY it over spending a little amount of money. Um, wow. Again, I'm going to get really passionate. So anyway, yeah, keyword research. Then number two, you want to focus on your on-page SEO, which I go over in the course. Number three, speed over everything. Number four, start blogging. And number five, be consistent with your SEO. Um, keep refreshing your website. Keep it up to, up to date. And then quickly, let's go over the things you don't want to worry about in SEO things that don't work, stop buying links. If you've been tempted to, don't. Again, that's just wasting money. You'll be far better spending your money on my course. Um, Number two, the little things. Don't stress about your image text or whatever. It's just, yeah, if you haven't got your keyword research down, there's no point stressing about it. It's not going to move the needle. Use the 80-20 rule, you know. Spend 80% of your time. What is it? Spend... 80% 80% of your time on the 20% that works. You know the rule I mean. <laughs> and number three, shit blog posts, shit content. Just don't bother doing it. Like, honestly, you're better off not having a blog than having a blog full of employee of the month posts. Um, so that is all from me. Uh, my final thing I wanted to say, actually, is I'm really excited about the emails I'm getting and questions I'm getting on Instagram about SEO because it does really make me happy to help people because I believe in karma. So I'm always happy to help people with SEO. There's no secrets here. Um, any questions you've got, you can either Instagram me at the plan success, or you can email me at hello at theplansuccess.com and I'll be happy to answer any questions. So that's all from me. Next week, well, in the next fortnight, I'll probably do another case study episode because I think they're a really useful way to work uh, or learn. Um, so stay tuned for that. All right, and that's all from me. Bye-bye.